0: Hey, this is Jason Sensation, New Market, Hometown Boy, and you're listening to Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. Thank you very much.
1: Well... We are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of Counted Out with Mike and Tyler. For the first time in a long time, my name is Tyler and I am joined by the one and only reunited and it feels so good. My the band back
0: together, baby. It's been a
1: long 3 weeks, my friend. It
0: has. How fuck are you? Oh man, it has been a very long 3 weeks. It just seemed like neither one of us could catch a break lately. Uh Every time we thought, okay, well, next week we'll be able to do something. And then uh, something always fucking happened. Um, yeah. Our personal lives, uh, we won't go into anything, but our personal lives have been a little uh, little fucking hectic.
1: Well, and our professional lives have also been pretty busy our as well, as you, well, you heard yeah. from last week. We have a brand new show. Got to give a big shout out to Jay and Tyrone on the launch of the Good Friend, Better Enemy podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the debut episode last week. Head over to our YouTube page at Count It Out 7 to check out Jake doing the Survivor Series. I think it's 2003. Is that the year? It's uh, Team Austin, Team Bischoff, right? Yeah. I got a little sneak preview of uh, some of Jay's booking, and I'm just going to put it out there, man. This is a can't-miss episode. So YouTube, Good Friends, Better Enemies. We'll, we'll hit up all the links on our stuff. Uh, but Jay and Tyrone are doing a great job. I, I'm really excited about this new addition to the team.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I, I Like I said, things have been hectic. I've been busy. I personally haven't listened to their debut episode, but uh, I can't wait to, to hit it. And it only, uh, it only gets better from there. You know what I mean? Uh, once you really hit your stride, in podcasting and you feel more comfortable the shows just keep getting better and better and better so i i see big things for these
1: guys. yeah absolutely and uh, uh jay and tyrone did a great job of doing the psycho sid list there at the last minute when uh we couldn't get the vampiro list out by the way uh i want to talk to you about vampiro a little bit because i know we said we were going to do a vampiro list i don't know if i've talked to you about this but i actually ordered the vampiro nail in the coffin dvd like the the, yeah, I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't
0: watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Have you? Have you seen it?
1: I, I ordered it. I watched it. It is fucking fantastic. I'm not surprised. Um, the first
0: uh, documentary about Vampiro that was that came out in like 2005 or something like that was great. So I can only imagine what you do when you add another 15 years on. Top well, of I took
1: I I took a couple notes. If you'd like to hear about it, I would love to. Uh, so it starts off with him at one of the triple mania shows because he's a producer for, for triple a. Yes, he is. And uh, you know, he's talking about uh, how 86% of his body has arthritis through it, which is like, that's, yeah. that's how to be so painful every day. Uh, and it, it just kind of showed some of his duties. Like he was dealing with a very intoxicated Jeff Jarrett at this time. And he was just livid trying to get Jarrett into the ring. Jarrett just, you know, he was just, being a drunk asshole pretty much, right? He ruined his spot in the match. Vampiro was pissed about it. Jarrett's trying to fight people backstage. And you see um, Karrion Cross actually was at this show, and and he was ready to beat the shit out of Jarrett. And Vampiro, oh, you know, wow. Jarrett called him a cunt. Just wanted to fight him. <laughs> like, it was fucked, man. Uh, and then Vampiro kind of went into a little bit about how he said Jeff Jarrett ruined his WCW career, Because he told everyone that he wasn't a big enough star to be there. Jesus. So between him and Conan, Vampiro had a pretty uphill battle joining WCW at the time,
0: right?
1: That's kind of
0: funny. Jeff Jarrett telling people that anybody doesn't deserve to be there in 1999.
1: This is after Austin refused to work with him in 98 for not being a big enough star. Right. (laughs) Suck it, Jarrett. Um he had a meeting with his doctor back home. He said that he doesn't he's had over 24 concussions in his life. He doesn't want to wrestle anymore, but he just keeps getting booked and he he just doesn't know how to do anything else, right? And then like things got dark, man. He kind of talked about like his childhood a little bit. Like yeah. at a young age, yeah. he got sexually assaulted by a priest at his high school. Yeah. And that's what led him down the dark path of of some drug abuse. Um he said that Sid Vicious from the Sex Pistols and the Road Warriors is what inspired him to create Vampiro. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the Road Warriors were a big influence on him. Um, before that, though, he started doing work for the mob in Montreal. I knew that. Yeah. And I did not know that. And he was I doing know. robberies and stuff. Yeah. And then finally he moved to Los Angeles because he just had to get away from that lifestyle. And I don't know if you knew this or not. I had no idea. But he started doing work with Millie Vanilli.
0: I did no, that that's part of the uh, the first documentary. He yeah. was there uh, he, was a, he was a roadie slash um, bodyguard for those guys.
1: Well, and that's where he stole the inspiration for the the dreads. Yeah, yeah. He the the whole thing is kind of just about like his love for his daughter, and and it really comes across in this documentary how much he cares for his daughter. And he shared some advice, and I took this note for you that Rowdy Piper he he, he said this advice to his daughter that Rowdy Piper gave him. He said. When you're done your match, never ask the booker how you did because you should be confident in what you're doing. That's and I, right. yeah. I really, like, I can see that being a Piper thing. Like, you think Piper ever walked up to Vince and was like, uh, hey, boss, uh, did I do a good job today? Like, fuck no, Rowdy Piper. Nobody more, confident,
0: nobody more confident in professional wrestling than Rowdy Roddy
1: Piper. Yeah. Uh, he said at, at the peak he was doing an ounce of Coke every weekend. Uh, he was addicted to sleeping pills at the same time. He talked about his real life feud with Conan. He blames, he blames on all the boys in the locker room getting in Conan's head to, to get him jealous about uh, Vampiro's push. That's um,
0: too, yeah.
1: and, and he said Conan made his early time in WCW a living hell. Yeah. He said WCW ruined three years of his life. Yeah. Uh, his doctor and daughter want him to stop wrestling now. And, and you can just tell that he's... Doesn't, he's, doesn't he, he have Alzheimer's? He does have Alzheimer's, yes, and and you can tell that he's just real beat up. Like he can hardly no, walk in some scenes.
0: I don't want to sound insensitive, okay? But put yourself on the other end of the ring. Do you feel confident? Do you feel comfortable? And do you feel safe wrestling a man with Alzheimer's?
1: I do not, yeah. and I I don't know how much he's still working these days, to be honest. Um. But that being said, I, I would highly recommend this documentary. And the big takeaway from it is just how proud he is of his daughter and how I much have, he loves his daughter. And it, I have it's three awesome.
0: questions. I have three questions about the documentary real quick.
1: Yeah. Because three, th- three big
0: things, for me anyways, have happened since his last documentary. If I want to know if he's touched on it. Number okay. one, uh, does he touch on, does he talk about Wrestling Society X at all?
1: Not one mention.
0: That's unfortunate. Uh, does he talk about Lucha Underground?
1: Uh, he he has a nice moment with Matt Stryker where uh, Matt Stryker and him talk a little bit about Lucha Underground, but it's not a main focus.
0: Oh, huh. and uh, and is there any focus at all uh, since there's footage of his uh, time in uh, AAA and Triple Mania? Um, is there any focus at all on the Sexy Star incident? Because I know there is that.
1: actually yes. There, there's a big that was the okay. show where Jarrett was drunk. Right, yeah. There's a big thing, they they showed the whole thing, and 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 showed Rosemary and and her, and and he was saying how things got heated, and he had to take over. And they did show some backstage footage on that, which I thought was really cool. Not a lot. They didn't. They didn't. You know, peek you too far behind the curtain. But yeah, yeah. it was it was very cool to see. You know, he basically was saying that she got sexy star got heated, took it too far, and oh yeah, yeah, it way too far. Yeah, she,
0: she's and your and her career has never recovered she'll never get hired by anybody serious ever again
1: and nor should she you can't do that shit nor should she. and she's she's a product of believing her own fucking hype right
0: which is unfortunate because sexy star is very talented
1: absolutely speaking of somebody else who's very talented i want to uh shift gears a little bit here uh let's let's go to jonathan gresham man
0: yeah
1: Yeah, baby let me tell you
0: something now now Let's say it, let's call it what it is. I called this right, I called it from day one that Gresham was going to win the pure title. Yep, what I didn't call was that he was going to have a spectacular match with hot sauce Tracy Williams in the finals.
1: Yeah, I I haven't seen the match yet because I thought it would be Gresham and Lethal,
0: but but listen to how this went down, man. This is how great Lethal truly is. Because Lethal tapped out in the semifinals to Tracy Williams. And let me ask you right now, how much does that hurt Jay Lethal?
1: Not one fucking ounce. Not
0: one bit. And even though Tracy Williams lost to Gresham in the finals, that fucking makes Tracy Williams.
1: Big time.
0: He tapped out Jay Lethal and he had a—he really showed his worth in a match against one of the greatest uh, scientific wrestlers alive today, in the Octopus.
1: Absolutely, and you know now it's going to be up to Ring of Honor, and it's going to be up to Tracy Williams to to capitalize on this.
0: Mm-hmm. And to you
1: know, there's nothing worse than when you see a guy get this opportunity and they don't follow up on it. So hopefully, Ring of Honor does that.
0: Exactly, exactly, and, and you know. Uh, Ring of Honor has the opposite problem that um let's say WWE has. Yep. WWE has the problem of needing to fit all this shit into fucking what is it like 10 to 12 hours of wrestling a week. They need to fill all this space and it's hard. ROH has an hour a week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you and know and I love of the hour shows, man. I All wish of the
0: talent in a one-hour show per week. So it's, um, it's a little difficult to get everybody to shine. I'm so about- Tracy need- Williams really needs to make sure he's shining every, t- every time he gets on that camera.
1: Well, and you know what? The ROH should start looking at NXT's hour shows. It, Tracy doesn't have to be in the ring every week, a promo backstage, a video package. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: I wish NXT well, I, would to be an hour. I-
0: I do like that ROH is doing a lot of uh, business with companies like uh, NWA and uh, uh, every once in a while Impact and maybe even AEW in the future. So we might even be able to see him kind of shine elsewhere while still being a mainstay in ROH
1: uh i've got one quick little sidebar and then i've got a big topic i want to talk about before we move into the list which we should probably mention what we're doing this week because nobody knows
0: nobody knows
1: we are doing the top seven survivor series title matches of all time
0: yeah if there was a title match and that means any title match any title that has been defended at a survivor series then uh it's up for grabs for this match for,
1: for this list so we'll break that down a little bit more in a minute here. I want to talk about Don Callis being on AEW.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: What do you think about that?
0: I'm all right. I mean,
1: I think it's cool. I,
0: it wasn't. It wasn't this like earth shattering, groundbreaking thing for me. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, had he shown up on WWE, I would have been like, what the fuck? But AEW, impact especially, is no stranger to um, jumping around and, and doing things with other companies. They're I just very open think it's
1: it. really cool that uh, on the same event, you had uh, the AEW pay-per-view with an NWA women's title match and an impact wrestling uh, personality on the air. I think that's really cool.
0: You know what? You, you kind of made fun of me for it, but I'm sticking by it. Uh, a few weeks ago, I made a comment about how uh, Right now, in 2020, we are the closest to the old-school territory days that we've ever been. Absolutely. And this is proving it right here. Because what did we used to see back in the day? We used to see the NWA champion go and defend his uh, his title in other promotions. It happened yep. all the time. And it's, it's very cool to see stuff like this happen now. So, to see... Dylan Callis at an AEW pay-per-view for no other reason but to call a match for a buddy of his. That's very cool.
1: Mark my words. This is my bold prediction, okay? Uh, And maybe that'll be a fun idea for like a year-end show uh, to do a prediction show. Next year, I think, uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling, one event of their G1 card will be in North America... With AEW's involvement,
0: yeah, I, you you mentioned that to me off uh, off air, and I have to agree with you. It's and, it just and me- I
1: think I think you're going to see guys like Kenny Omega. Uh, how cool would it be to see Chris Jericho in a G1 or even a you know an MJF or a Sammy Guevara? Like, I just well, think Mo- Mox
0: has already been involved, right?
1: Yeah, Mox has been involved in them before. You know, he's already going to be involved because he's still working with them, right? Yeah. Um and just quickly while we're on New Japan too, uh, have you seen any of the booking that's going on over there? No. So Koto Ibushi, the G one uh briefcase holder, uh he won the G one this year. He yep. he lost, he lost the briefcase to Jay White. Oh shit, When did that happen? It happened last week, uh, as we're recording this. And uh yeah, he lost the briefcase due to outside interference for Jay White. So Jay White is now gonna be going to Wrestle Kingdom. It is a two night two night event again this year. Oh, yeah. So on, I I can't remember if it's the 4th or the 5th. I believe it's the 5th Jay White will be challenging. And uh, NATO said that Obushi got robbed of this match because of interference. And he issued a challenge for night one of Wrestle Kingdom for the double championship match. So you're getting Obushi and NATO, and the winner gets Jay White. Night one, yeah. And
0: then the winner will face Jay, uh, uh, Jay White the next night? Yes. I'm
1: loving that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that booking. Oh, well. I'm
0: loving that. Um, I ha- I have to really look. Have they really started to build the card for for uh, for King? Yeah,
1: Game? yeah. You're gonna get uh, Will Osprey against uh, Okada for one of the nights. Fantastic. Um, what- I can't remember. I can't Evil remember off the top of my head the rest of it.
0: Okay, I, I just got to know what Evil's doing because they they've really been doing good job with him That's
1: i haven't heard anything for evil i think we're getting moxley and kenta for one of the nights is i think Kenta's is the number one contender for the u.s title i might be wrong on that so don't hold me to that yeah i uh i think that would be a cool buy that for a dollar yeah I'm, I'm down i'm down with it this year for sure um something i'm not down with right now and i want to get your take on this and and then if you don't have anything else to go with we'll jump into the list after I got two
0: quick things but they won't take long so, so yeah, you, you
1: give me your two give me your two first
0: okay well one, uh we'll go back to aew for real quick second um y- have you seen the uh inflatable sex doll they've made of uh kenny omega
1: i have not uh, what it,
0: it's like this rubberized it looks like a it's a uh, like a Inflatable uh, uh, blow-up doll of Kenny Omega. Oh wait, sorry, sorry. That's not an inflatable blow-up doll. That's the, that's him on the stupid-looking fucking video game. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. a shit show! Everybody's Let's... fucking clamoring it, for for it because it's made by Ux. So they're like, "Oh great, they made no mercy, so they're gonna make this game look awesome." It looks like garbage. He looks like a fucking blow-up doll.
1: It's early.
0: Oh, it's horrible.
1: It's early. It's early still.
0: Listen, I would love for it to be a good game. I don't care whether I like the uh, promotion uh, or not. I like a good wrestling video game. I mean, fuck. If the goddamn Juggalos can make a good one. (laughs) You know, I uh, think
1: this game's going to end up being good.
0: I hope so, but right now, like like just the the
1: graphics are fucking garbage as far as I'm concerned. Well they're not done it yet. Mm. It's still in the early stages.
0: And they should have yeah.
1: kept it in the can then. For okay, so you and I are around the same age and for all the listeners that are in their mid to early thirties will remember this. Do you not remember back when the back in the early days of the internet when you would start to get the early shots of the wrestling video games coming out and get excited about it? Yeah. That's what this was, man. It's gonna get better
0: I hope so. just ugh. and then but, and then be and then being presented by fucking Cody and Erna uh, uh Kenny and all of them coming out looking like Steve Jobs. what the fuck was that?
1: That's kind of funny. stupid. What's Something your second gripe what's me. your second gripe, grumpy?
0: <laughs> my second thing uh uh is is a little better note um. Have you seen the
1: uh, the Mortician? I have not. I'm actually planning to watch it as soon as we're done recording.
0: Okay, so maybe we'll talk about it next week. It's it's fantastic. It's one of the best documentaries uh, I've seen WWE do in a while, and that's saying something because they always do really good ones. So,
1: yeah. so uh, I, I'm gonna. Watch I, you know the- what?
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it just under uh, last ride. Wow, okay, okay. It's not good. They did, is it going to be better
1: or worse than the Vince McMahon one that HBO is going to do?
0: Oh, I think that's going to be awesome.
1: Uh, it's the same producers that uh, did the, the Jordan one, The Last Dance.
0: Oh, my God, that's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah, sign me up.
0: Yeah, that uh, that will be fantastic. I mean, it's going to be very biased and very full of bullshit, but it'll be good. Um, they should get Vice to do it, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> vice is the best man dark side of the ring i cannot wait for that to come out again
0: oh season three is gonna be fantastic like i hope i hope jay gets an audition on one of them
1: that'd be great I would and do. then we're gonna come and do a live watch along of him uh being dressed up as whatever character he's gonna do
0: all right what's your last thing before we jump on this list
1: Okay, I want to talk about, um, you know, uh, as you guys know, we're doing our Survivor Series live watch-along on September 22nd at 3 p.m. on Instagram, at Out 7 cheap plug. I want to talk about the Survivor Series right now, and I want to talk about, I think it's time for a change. I'm not digging it anymore. I'm not digging (laughs) Raw versus SmackDown anymore, because it it doesn't matter. There's... (laughs) There's no sense of brand pride anymore.
0: What, exactly the, the the brand pride thing is so stupid. And one of my one of my favorite fucking things is they always. I don't know if they've been using it this year because I don't watch it that much. But the tagline they've used for years: the one night a year where it's SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah. Unless, unless you count Night of Champions and uh, uh, you know you know the other five unless times. You count,
1: or the Friday Night SmackDown last week. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter yeah i i couldn't even tell you and and last week or two weeks ago when i recorded with jay and tyrone we couldn't even figure out who half these people's brand where they what brand they were on yeah
0: yeah versus um, raw I, I i even when they said they were doing a draft a couple weeks ago i didn't fucking care no i didn't care i i i i have i've hated the idea of the brand split for well over 10 years Yeah, um, i liked it in the beginning i like i did i liked it in the beginning then it got real old for me real quick. And then I liked it when they went back to the old way. Yep. Now don't get me wrong with, with the amount of people they have and the scheduling they do. I understand the idea. and I understand why there's a brand split, but from a viewer standpoint, I just don't like it. And we've discussed this a, a, a million times before how I fucking hate the amount of titles that, that WWE has right now. Yep. And and if you stopped having so many fucking brands, you probably wouldn't have so many fucking titles. And maybe you could pretend like that meant something.
1: Like, why can't they just do it? Like, just make it one roster, Raw and SmackDown, but you don't have to have the same guys on every fucking week. The only the
0: extra brand there, right, the only separate brand there should be right now is NXT.
1: And I'm glad you mentioned that. Why can't Survivor Series just be WWE versus NXT?
0: Um, do you think maybe they don't want to bury NXT, but they don't want to make
1: the- I mean, WWE they put like- NXT over last year, yeah, and okay. I think this would be a good thing for NXT, you know, these are like the rookies or whatever, if they if they either get their ass handed to them. Maybe you get a cocky fuck get his ass handed to him or maybe you get a guy like Gargano push a guy like um I, I'm just trying to think who's on the main roster uh, uh a guy like Jeff Hardy to the limit, you know what I mean? Or maybe he scores an upset over a guy like Corbin or whoever. I don't know, man,
0: I would like to go back to old school. Fuck this this, you know, this side versus this side. I think go, go back to what it used to be. Have the one leader of the uh, uh, the the one leader of the team is feuding with the other leader of the team for months he picks a team and they fight
1: i mean that's how i would like it to be also i threw the nxt out as a kind of alternate idea if you want to do this brand thing but in my perfect world i like how they were doing it um you know that survivor series they did with uh when it was like dx and the Hardys and cm punk against edge and orton and uh Uh, Helms and Knox and whoever else. Remember Mm -hmm. that year? And it was Raw and SmackDown and ECW, and they just kind of intertwined all their feuds together into Survivor Series, and I just thought it was fun and cool. So so do that. And you can finally see in that ECW spot. You
0: know what what I would like to do? I am extending uh, the... I'm inviting myself. I'm being that shitty uh, friend who uh, who. Who, who bangs on his friend's door to, uh, without calling first and says, uh, let me in, I want a party. I'm in- uh, you're
1: reliving your high school days right now. <laughs> Actually, I was the opposite. If,
0: if you did that to me, you got stabbed. I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I am inviting you and I over to Jay and Tyrone's house.
1: Hey, beautiful.
0: I want you and me to go over to fucking Good Friends, Better Enemies, and the four of us should... Book the perfect Survivor Series, even if we do it after Survivor Series. I don't give a shit.
1: We well, need- I know, I know oh. that, um, and it's funny because I'm going to let the listeners in on some behind-the-scenes stuff here. Then uh, it's funny you mentioned doing a collaboration because Jay and Tyrone want to sit down and do a roundtable discussion about uh, the career of the Undertaker.
0: Ooh, I'd like that.
1: So if we can make our schedules align up, that would be a fun little, uh, fun little ding dong do hickey.
0: That's that guy who used to be Big Red, right?
1: Uh, Yes, he was Big Red. I think Bruiser Brody squashed him pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Fuck that
1: up. That'd be be a fun watch along too. It would be.
0: All right. You got anything
1: else? No, let's get on the list.
0: We'll we'll talk a lot more uh, Survivor Series in a couple uh, weeks on uh, what's that called?
1: Instagram? Instagram. Well, let's be real right now. Let's lay out the next couple weeks here. We are in full Survivor Series mode starting tonight. Mike is counting down the top seven Survivor Series championship matches of all time. They have to be championship matches. So these uh, Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan matches do not count. The title for title for title matches do not count because there was no championship defended, correct?
0: Exactly. And as much as I wanted to talk about those matches, the titles weren't on the line. Um, There's a match, too, I really, really wanted to talk about. Right. Um, I'm gonna spoil. I'm gonna spoil one of my honorable mentions right at the top um, because I was really upset I couldn't make my list because it just, I just don't think it'd be fair. But Survivor Series 2005 was the first match of the best of seven series between Benoit and Booker. Wow! And it was a great match, and technically it was for the U.S. Championship, but does that really count? Because it because it was match one.
1: Yeah, I don't think that counts.
0: Yeah, it doesn't count, right? Match no. seven would count. It was a it was a toss up, it was hard, but uh I love that I love both their best of seven series.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. That W C W that would be a fun little watch on to do as a W C W uh counted or W C W best of seven series.
0: Yeah. What what do you prefer between the two best of seven series?
1: I'd WCW do the W C W one. Seven? Um because it was the first the original and fit finley was involved and i love fit finley Mm -hmm. um anyways uh like we were saying there it's survivor series time so yes we are going live on instagram on the 22nd gonna be joined by you guys we want to hear from you uh i'll be doing a live list of the top seven survivor series teams of all time enter guys there's still a lot of chances to enter to win that survivor series program Hit up any of our social media at out 7 on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Tag a friend. Make sure you're liking us. And, uh, you know, if you want, leave your favorite Survivor Series teams of all time. But uh, all you got to do to enter is just tag a friend and like us. That's it. Uh, on top of that, next week, I will be counting down the top seven Undertaker Survivor Series matches of all time. Yeah, you will. And uh, do you have another one before the live show? What day is it today? No, that's it. Then we're going to roll right into the live show, correct? So, yeah. And then the live show will be the top seven Survivor Series teams of all time. Yeah, we going we, back we, to had, back, we had a
0: couple other planned. Like, I was supposed to do Mr. Survivor Series, and we had a few other plans. But unfortunately, just like we said at the top of the show, life got in the way. A lot of shit happened. And we just Cards
1: subjected it. to change. That's it. Yeah, because I was going to do a two-parter of Survivor Series teams. Yeah. I mean, the list is going to be, like, a, there's not going to be a lot of nuts to talk about. I could still name my top 14 on the live show. Furniture. I can do whatever I want. This is our fucking show.
0: Our fucking show.
1: Right? If I want to call an audible because I didn't realize it was a right. third you year know, anniversary well, before, of The Undertaker. Before
0: I, get into my list, before I get into my list, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. I'm going to give you two names. Only two names, nah, because sure. if, you, if you pick out of these two names, uh, outside of these two names, you're just fucking wrong. Okay, who is Mister Survivor Series?
1: Ah,
0: uh, or is it Randy Orton? Who
1: did, Who was your first name? I I was John making Cena. weird noises.
0: John Cena or Randy Orton?
1: Off the top of my head, I'm going to say Randy Orton. Uh, I know that he has been the sole survivor on a few Survivor Series matches. I know that he has beat Shawn Michaels at the Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. I I would have to do a little bit deeper looking at Cena's Survivor Series run. I know he was uh, the sole survivor uh, with Benoit. Sorry, not sole survivor. Him and Benoit were a survivor early in his career. He was part of that team um, after he got stabbed by Carlito uh, with Big Show and Eddie. And uh, Kurt Angle, which was a hell of a Survivor Series team.
0: He beat Jericho for he the beat title Jericho
1: in Boston. The one year he had that triple threat where he beat Michaels and uh, Triple H as well. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cena. Maybe now. I don't know. It's hard, I'm, right? It's in a spot like that. I got hard. a whole history.
0: Yeah. May, may, maybe we'll discuss it more, and we'll come up to a, with a definitive answer on our live show.
1: How about this? I'm gonna say Cena right now because I think he has a case to be Mr WWE. Well
0: we're we're uh we're that's going to be a conversation one day. Let, let let's put a pin in that one. All right, let's move on. Let's uh let's get onto this list.
1: Do you remember how to do this? It's been a while. I haven't yeah, I, I'm it, a little rusty. It has,
0: been a while. it has been a while, but I'm pretty sure I still know how to count to seven.
1: Are you sure? I didn't <laughs> Cause I had to help you get over five when we started this thing.
0: Hey, man! It was the counting backwards from seven that fucking
1: I got confused. Let, let me put you on the spot right now. Yeah. What's the last list that you did? Do you remember? No. I don't remember the last list you did either. <laughs> <laughs> Holy! It's been a while. I do. I'm gonna look it up right now. I don't
0: remember what I had for
1: breakfast, and you want to know what I did four weeks ago? The last list that you did was your horror-themed gimmick.
0: Fucking Christ, that was before Halloween.
1: That was four weeks ago.
0: All right, let's get caught off here.
1: All right. I got to do
0: it. And trust the, the listeners are going to get a treat today, because I guarantee we're going to have some arguments.
1: I, I think so. Without <laughs> further ado, ladies and gentlemen, And based on what you just said, Mike, Mike is now going to try his best to present the top seven Survivor Series title matches of all time. Mike, hit me with your number seven.
0: All right. Hot take from right from the get go. And number seven, number seven is Bret Hart versus Shawn
1: Michaels from 92. From 92. This is your number seven. Seven. How is this not in your top three?
0: Well, we'll get to my number three, and I'll fucking tell you, jerk ass.
1: I already hate your list. I didn't. You know what? I didn't miss you the last three weeks. <laughs> like, you, this is what you're giving me at the number seven. Holy fuck! All right, I. Okay.
0: It's a. Fanta- it is a fantastic match, but they've had better, better matches, of course. And uh, and and just some of these other matches, as far as if you want to put in. Storylines and excitement and things like that there's just better matches on this card. It uh, is a great match, bell to bell rope to rope. the story kind of theres there's nothing going on there
1: yeah, it's a, it's a new generation kickoff, man
0: yeah, but it's not uh it's not it hasn't hit that excitement level for them yet, Not for me, but it was a great match, which is why it's on my list. Let me tell you something, man. It uh, it it took some work to get on there. Come on. It really did. You already. It am. really fucking did. I I fought my my number six and my number seven. Almost like they 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 fell off a couple of times. I'll be honest. Speaking of my number six.
1: Hold on. Um, that's it. That's all you- Hold on. Well, what do you want to say? I got a lot to say right now. Okay. Is there anything else, I, I don't tell me where if there is, just just blink twice if this is a yes, as <laughs> no one can see this, that's my joke. Is there anything else Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels we're going to talk about on this list?
0: Of course there is.
1: Okay, then I'll put a cap in it. I mean, I, 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 mean
0: I already fucking said they've had better matches, I thought that was a hint.
1: Well, I mean, they've fought at other places in Survivor Series, only one other place maybe, but. Okay, okay, I'll let it slide. I will move on, and I will, I will fucking bitch at you yes, whenever ninety-seven comes up. Then. All right. Number six.
0: Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker.
1: See the now very we're first
0: talking. Time, pardon me. Now we're talking. The very first time the WWE WWF uh, Championship is defended. In a singles match at Survivor Series.
1: Let me take that one step further. The very first time any championship has ever been defended at Survivor Series.
0: Very first singles match at Survivor Series.
1: It's almost like we've done our homework. And right. I, haven't, I haven't done any homework. I'm not going to lie.
0: You no, know, I haven't watched this match in a good few years. And I was happy to be able to revisit it a couple of days ago. Great um, match. Man. It is a great match. And, and you know... I sometimes get afraid to go back and watch matches like this. Cause I'm afraid they're not going to be as good as they were in my memory. You know what I mean? But this holds up. This truly holds up. Um, not only the match itself, but you know, all the, uh, the, the packages they show before the match going into the story. Um, you know, the whole story around this is fantastic with Rick, with uh, Rick Flair's involvement. Uh, you know, you know, even with Jake, the snakes involvement, every. I think it's just so good.
1: Let's not underestimate how awesome nineteen ninety one Undertaker is.
0: Exactly.
1: I you, I wanna you I know what I'm gonna is. put it out there. Nineteen ninety one Undertaker might be my favorite version of the Undertaker. Really? I love I love the early Undertaker man. Like right from that debut at the first Survivor Series and. And pretty much up until ninety three, nine until ninety four, up until he got buried by Yokozuna, I think is my favorite Undertaker. All right, I I just man, I just believed it about that
0: for a bit, but um, that I just
1: believed it. Everything, his movements, his mannerisms, uh, Paul Bearer, I just everything about him was just amazing at this time. And this is a great example, you know, he's in the ring with. One of the biggest stars of all time in Hulk Hogan. And he was believable. One year to the day of his debut, he was in there toe-to-toe with the Hulkster. That's amazing. Here's the thing.
0: If you were a fan in 1991, which I was, I was 10 years old when this show was happening, okay? And I remember watching this. Nothing shocked me more than when this guy, who's only been in the company for a year beat Hulk fucking Hogan.
1: Well yeah and if you ask Hulk Hogan beat Hulk Hogan. Nobody. Do you know the story about the backstage stuff behind this match? Um I'm not sure. So Hogan threw a big fucking stink after this match that Undertaker fucked his neck up on the tombstone. Oh
0: yeah I heard that which is bullshit but if yeah. you
1: if you watch this tombstone Undertaker almost has Hogan up like a body slam. Hogan's yeah. Hogan's head is at least, fucking it—it it is more than a socially distanced, uh, to put it in a relevant term <laughs> right now. It is more than a socially distanced, acceptable uh, uh, distance away from the chair. Like, yeah, it, it didn't even come close to the point where it almost looked comically bad. Yeah. And Hogan, oh my neck, brother, you fucked up my neck. And Taker, you know, Taker felt bad, and and you gotta think Taker's one year in at this point, and he thought he Did fucked it? up the top star ever. What's that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Stickers are working.
1: Yeah. That's it. He's been in the company for one year, and Hogan's saying he broke his neck. And, like, you know, fuck you, Hulk Hogan, sometimes. You know what I mean?
0: 100%. Um, I can say that with confidence great, that we'll never great, get him on our show. Great. Um, it led into a, just a few days later, it led into a great uh, uh, whole schmoz on Tuesday in Texas
1: and that uh, led to Royal Rumble 92
0: which led to Royal Rumble 92 uh just just so good everything leading up you know to from that point until WrestleMania 8 everything is so good and 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 that's another thing I would love to fucking do with with the uh with Tyrone and Jay is uh his, his rebook WrestleMania 8 cuz uh I don't know that I'm having work with Snake. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: You know, I i have talked to Jay about this and I won't say who he I'll tell you off air and and if you guys actually listen to our Jake the Snake podcast you might know who Jay wants to book with uh Jake the Snake at that pay-per-view. it, it is not Taker. Um Jay and Tyrone are salivating at the mouth to do that event. So jump in with that. That'd be a fun I little jump in on that.
0: Considering it is a favorite WrestleMania of mine.
1: Um it's like one of the best, worst WrestleManias ever, eh?
0: It is because, you know, take away that shit whole main event
1: and it's a solid fucking show. When's the last time you watched it, though? Uh, a few years ago. There's three good matches on the show, let's be real.
0: Yeah, but they're really good. There's
1: two, there's, two, there's two matches that are really good and one that's pretty good. What are what are your what are your top matches on that card? Obviously, Flair and Savage is great. Well, Flair
0: and Savage is one of the, is one of the best of all time, and of course. Flair and Snake is,
1: is no. fantastic. No, it's you not.
0: What? Why not? Why take Taker, taker why and Snake that? is uh,
1: there's nothing wrong with it, but like it's not like I'm looking back at that being like holy fuck that like, taker that Taker and Snake match really tore the house down. It was an afterthought by the end of the show. Well, yeah, because you know, all you
0: could. It was fucking Papa Shango shitting the bed.
1: Well, the best match on the card was your boy Piper and Brett. That's your favorite match of all time, right? Okay.
0: Piper and Brett is the best match on the card.
1: You know, a match is uh, sorely underrated and never talked about in WrestleMania histories? Sean versus Tito. Thank you. Sean and Tito.
0: Yeah.
1: The match is awesome. I put it ahead of Taker and Snake. Uh, I put out of everything else on the card, except for those other two matches. And I love the Ultimate Warrior's return at the end, so I don't care.
0: Um, Don't fucking sleep on Tatanka and Martell, man.
1: What, all three minutes that they got? Listen, Martell doesn't know how to do bad matches. I agree with you, but you can't tell me that's a good WrestleMania match. They got like four minutes tops.
0: No, it's not. I just wanted to, I just wanted to say how oh good Rick Martell is.
1: I love me some Rick Martell. All right,
0: moving on uh, to my number five.
1: For the record, they went four minutes and thirty-three seconds.
0: <laughs> moving on to my number five. This one is for you, my friend.
1: All right.
0: Um, you told me to rewatch this match, and I did, and and uh, it made its way onto the list.
1: This um, is one of three matches in my head.
0: This is from. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to give you a spoiler. I might as well have just put the whole fucking 2002 card on this list. Yep. Because 2002 might be the best Survivor Series ever.
1: 2002 is Madison Square Garden, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking awesome.
0: What a fucking show.
1: Top what, to bottom.
0: I watched it in its entirety yesterday because I couldn't pick which matches to watch.
1: Yeah, top to bottom. You got the first elimination chamber. The table match is great. Brock and Big Show is great.
0: I'm not going to bury anything because we're going to talk about the show a couple times, but we're going to start right now with Tristratus versus
1: Victoria. I told uh, you. The woman's title. I told you that. I was driving to work the other day and, and you weren't going to watch this match, I don't think, were you? No, I
0: wasn't. No, I, wasn't. I had one and only one woman's match even considered for this list, and it was my original number seven. After Um, you gave me watch Trish and Victoria, everything kind of got shifted and that match, which I'll bring up in the honorable mentions, got kicked off, unfortunately.
1: I'm gonna go back because it's been a it's been a minute since I've watched this match. And it's been a minute since I've watched Brett and Sean from 92. I'm gonna go back and rewatch all of them. And then I'm gonna yell at you if I think you're wrong. Let's but watch. I, this match is great though. Let's not it take anything good. away from these guys. This is at the peak of Victoria's awesomeness in the WWE, by the way. It really is. It really and is. She had that amazing theme song, the fucking uh uh all the things you said, all the things you said. Yeah, which
0: fucking play on the network.
1: Yeah, I know, but you it's can so still find I mean, it on YouTube. God.
0: You know, watching watching some of this stuff on the network, it's just some of it's a little shitty. Because, for example, uh, watch, watching the uh, build up package for uh, the main event of '91, uh, of the world the world heavyweight title is censored.
1: Oh really? Eh,
0: I don't understand that. He WWE owns
1: that fucking title. Do you know what um what I think one of the most underrated video packages of all time is? Like you know, obviously everyone always goes to WrestleMania 17 my way, which is the best ever. Mm-hmm. You know what's real fucking good is um Shawn Michaels Triple H at SummerSlam. Goddamn right it is. And they have that fight song. I don't know the band, but fuck, I love that song, man. It's really good. I'm trying to remember, I'm. Fuck, I'm I'm blanking on what song was used. Give me a second. It was called Fight. I don't know the band. What year,
0: what year was that again? Uh oh two. Two
1: thousand two. And we're both as we both hit to Google. <laughs>
0: 2002
1: song. This is some riveting podcast. Fight by Jim it was Jim Johnson original, eh? Oh, it's a fucking Jim Johnson song. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna play it right now. You remember this video package? Mm. I do, yeah. I Jim Johnson. I
0: right? I, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I have been reaching out to Jim Johnson so hard for the last two months to come on this show, and I will not rest until I fucking get a hold of him.
1: That would be that would be a great get on the show.
0: Um and do you have anything else to say about Trish versus Victoria? Oh, have not
1: said anything about it?
0: Other than other than the music. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was great. Um uh,
1: Yeah, man. Victoria's got Victoria got a busted nose. These girls beat the shit out of each other.
0: Yeah. Um You know, when you, I think maybe when you told me it was going to be a hardcore match, I kind of I'm like really fucking Trish Stratus, really? I hate to say it, man, but I stay away from women's wrestling pre twenty twelve. I do. Because Trish, that is, man it was like no game even, even the best women's wrestling of the nineties and mid two thousands is dog shit compared to anything of the last five, six, seven I mean
1: Bull so. Mikado and Alanda Blaze did some good stuff.
0: Yeah, but it's so fucking boring half the time. Everything from oh, 98... Yeah.
1: You know what, though? Once, once Trish got going at the end of 2001, they did some good stuff, man. Trish and Victoria at Survivor Series killed well, it. That's, uh, that's the triple- what i was getting at.
0: I, <laughs> I stay away from a lot of women's wrestling from the 90s and the 2000s because for two reasons. Number one, a lot of it just doesn't hold up, yep. like, talent-wise. And number two, 99% of the time, the commentary is cringy as all. Well, yeah, because Jerry Lawler's a creep show. Okay? However, every once in a while, commentary aside, we get this fucking match that I forgot was as good as anything we're getting now. And there's two matches that we're going to talk about today. One's on my honorable mentions, and one is my number five. Trish versus Victoria is just as good as anything that we've got. Okay, not just as good, but to be talked about as much as anything we've gotten in the last 10 years
1: you know what take a look at trisha's run after this too right she does survivor series with victoria uh i believe at the royal rumble her and jazz have a hell of a match and then at wrestlemania the three of them have a great triple threat match trish stratus people are always just like they hear the name and they're like oh legend legend i i I think Trisha's still underrated man she was a scrappy little fucking tough fucker, you know? Yeah.
0: You know what? Somewhere my good friend Matt Zuckerman has a boner, and he doesn't know why because he loves Trish Dratus, So he's so happy to hear you say that. Um, me, I think I'm in that pile that that probably, Underrates her, uh, and maybe I should. Need, I need to go back and really pay attention to, to her stuff again. How because-
1: crazy is it though to say that a, a, like a bona fide Hall of Famer and someone who literally carried the women's division and is a pioneer in that division during a time <laughs> when nobody wanted to do it is underrated? Uh, but she is, man. Well, no, and Trish went through boy. the bullshit. She went through the good. gravy bowl no, no. matches. She went through the bra and panty matches. A fucking a Santa's little helper. She did the diva stuff, that the bullshit that you had to do at that time to, to satisfy us creepy wrestling fans. And then she got in the ring, and she was on par with the men.
0: And um, let's be honest, and sometimes she was overshadowed. Uh, Lita is one of the greatest of all time.
1: Yeah, but you know who really got overshadowed? Let's talk about the other person in this match, Victoria.
0: Well, Victoria. Um and, and, and another woman we're gonna talk about a little later on, but uh Victoria definitely I don't think got her, her
1: due. And, and, and we're not talking about friend of the show and current girlfriend of mine, Victoria, either. We're talking about Oh, well, she didn't get her due either. <laughs> but, <laughs> She's uh, not They're both but, both but these Victoria. But the you baby. are also no Stephen Richards, sir. That is fair. That is fair. But I wish I could be one day. I I think I'd look great in a pair of Daisy Dukes.
0: <laughs> uh Victoria played Psycho better than anybody else. Yep. Victoria. I'm going to flat out say it. Victoria,
1: I, I can say that also did. at my home life as well. <laughs> no, I'm, just kid, I'm just kidding. I was, I was right there. Usually she probably doesn't listen at the 50-minute mark, so I might be safe on that one but right. just in case. Love you, baby.
0: Victoria may have been... No, fuck it. I'm going to say, I'm going to make the bold. Uh, Victoria was the best women's wrestler between. in, in the 2000s.
1: Yeah, you know, it's a tough argument to make, man. Her yeah. trail. No, I'm, Her I'm. Jazz.
0: Take away. Take away. You know, push. Take away. Uh, charisma. Take away character. We're just talking athletic. We're just talking about. What she could do in the ring, I don't think anybody could touch Victoria.
1: Yeah, fair, fair. And her psychology was fair. No, because she didn't
0: well. have the opponents to really sometimes you're only as good as your opponent, right?
1: Yeah. I know I know
0: in this in, in this instance, if you're only as good as your opponent and your opponent is Trish Stratus. You're getting a match like this, and that's why it's number five on my best championship matches of Survivor Series.
1: That's fair. And I know I sound like an internet douchebag when I say this, but uh, her psychology was also top of the notch.
0: Amazing. Yes. All right, man. And I already mentioned this once, but the team-up of her and uh, Steven Richards was gold.
1: Stevie Night Heat, baby.
0: Fucking. We're going to have to do a stevie list one day. You know how much I love Stevie. That is fair. Oh. All right, moving on. Uh, Since you said we're at the 50-minute mark, we should uh, start uh, trudging along. We're only halfway through here. Uh, We are on my number four. And uh, we're going to stick at 2002, buddy. Okay. And we are going, and I know you're not going to agree with me, and I don't fucking care, okay? So get ready. I don't fucking care. I stand by this. I watched this match twice yesterday. Just to, just to make sure it deserved to be on my list, and it does. Storyline alone, shock factor alone, Big Show versus Brock Lesnar is a phenomenal fucking match.
1: Yeah, this is a great choice for your number seven, Mike. I agree. Well, it deserves to be my number four. It, it does not deserve to be your number four. This it, match is fucking awesome. Well, I'm not was, going to take anything away from it. It but was I'm,
0: so fucking good. It was. Uh, you know, and, and with with Paul Heyman turning on on, on Lesnar, uh, Lesnar being so young and such a different character than he's been for the last ten years, it, it's so fresh. I
1: like seeing that. You know, I I like like when Brock German suplexes the Big Show in this match. Holy shit! Nobody saw that coming. They, I get it. I love watching Brock go the Big, the show, big
0: show. I want to say. They probably pushed the Big Show, and Paul Heyman had a lot to do with this. They pushed the Big Show harder and made him look bigger and stronger than any other point in his career in this match.
1: I, I was just going to say, it's the best booking of the Big Show in his entire career.
0: Absolutely. When you have Paul Heyman saying the words, you can't beat him to Brock Lesnar, you officially made him the strongest man in the fucking company.
1: And that's why I agree. This is your best choice for number seven. There's no way that this match is better than Brett and Sean. I'm sorry. I'm I'm putting it out there. It
0: had, listen, we can't only talk about in-ring work. You have to talk about the full package if you're talking about matches. And it, other than in-ring work, the 92 match had fucking nothing. This match had everything.
1: I, I'm not disagreeing that this match should be on your list because I love this match. And I, I don't want to come across like I don't appreciate this match. I just don't, I, I don't agree with your placement on the list of this match. But let's talk about Paul Heyman right now. Paul Heyman's facial expressions when he turned on Brock Lesnar, and Brock oh looked God. at him like you little fucking motherfucker.
0: I don't, I don't remember who the referee was, but when the referee, I think it might have been Mickey J, but when, I think it was when the ref, when the referee climbed in and he goes for the three count. <laughs> fucking Paul, Paul pulls it out Gives him a good fucking punch Yeah he laced him And then he's all proud of himself He looks around He catches the face of Lesnar And he tells the entire story With one look And when Lesnar jumps out of the ring I thought for sure That Paul, that Paul Heyman was going to lay a fucking egg right there
1: I mean, could you imagine a 24 year old Brock Lesnar wanting to beat the shit out of you? (laughs) I can't imagine a 45 year old Brock Lesnar wanting to beat the shit out of (laughs) me.
0: Oh, man. It it was such a great moment. And then, you know, when he, when he, it was, it it was a great spot because he comes in and basically sets a booby trap for him and he, and he jumps in the ring and uh, gets smoked with that fucking chair. It's so good. Um, A testament to the, strength of uh of the big show because uh paul hammond is not a small man right
1: uh no not at this point at least
0: he ran and jumped into the arms of the big show after the victory (laughs) up like a fucking rag doll it was amazing
1: you know and i want to take this one step further because you know that, uh, and we've talked about this, and 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 you and I are the same vote on this. Give me some storytelling. You know what I mean? This feud went on, and it climaxed at Roy at the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, the next month, that uh, the big show would go on to face Kurt Angle. Brock would cost him the title, and then they would have a match to see who would be in the Royal Rumble match itself. Uh, I just I, I love the storytelling all around on this. I'm with you.
0: Well, I'm glad you're with me. We'll disagree on the placement, but I'm glad you uh, agree it deserved.
1: I mean, to be I mean, you haven't. You time. know what? I'm gonna give you a pass on it. You haven't done a list in four weeks. You probably forgot how to do it a little bit. So <laughs> we'll give, we'll give you a pass. All right.
0: My number three. I need to give a shout out to friend
1: of the show Stephen
0: Bourne. Hey. Okay. EA podcast, baby. Let's go. Um, this match probably wouldn't have found its way onto this list if he didn't remind me of how fucking awesome it was. Uh, he and I were having a small conversation and, uh, earlier and he, and he talked about how underrated this match is. I said, fuck, you know what? I barely remember it. And I went and I watched it and I loved it so much. It became my number three. We're only going a year in a year back in time, sir. And we're talking about 2019. Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne for the NXT Championship.
1: Wow, that's a great cut, Steve. Good call. Yeah. Before we get into this match, I would just like to put this out here for the world. I would love you and Steve to do a watch-along of anything.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. I, now, I see, see, Steve and I don't know each other very well, so I don't know his taste in wrestling. So, uh, But if he loves this match, man, oof.
1: I forgot about this match. I'm not gonna no. lie.
0: I I I don't remember much about last year's Survivor Series at all. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. So well, when he mentioned it to me, right. me, I'm like, I don't even remember that match happening. So I went back and and and, and watched the match, and and then I watched it again <laughs> because I'm like, okay, so it's obviously gonna be it's going to be in my list, but where? So I watched it again to help me with the placement. And I'm very comfortable putting it at my number three. It was that fucking good.
1: Yeah, this was a great match. I, I don't remember. I'm with you. I don't remember a lot off the top of my head. I just remember watching it. And when it was over, I was like, God damn. That's a hell of a man. Um,
0: so this was the, and this was the night after War Games, right?
1: Yes, it was. So Adam Cole was banged up.
0: <laughs> so Adam Cole's already fucking not, not 100%. And he's going against a man called the Bruiserweight.
1: And this, uh, this was the war games that Kevin Owens made the appearance in, correct?
0: Yes. Uh, phenomenal match. Both men are just the best at what they do, right? Uh, there's a reason why neither one of these men should ever leave NXT. I
1: agree. I, I, don't, I don't see Pete Dunne especially excelling on the main roster. No. I think Cole's got a chance.
0: I think, I think Cole could be a main eventer. I, I really do. I just don't want him to be (laughs) – I want him to stay in NXT because he's so fucking good there.
1: Okay, sidebar question. When Adam's contract runs out, does he stay or does he go? I think he stays to be perfectly honest. I think he's going to go. Okay. I I, I think
0: he stays. I think uh, we wait a year and then Baker comes
1: over here. think so, eh? I don't know, man. I know you don't watch AEW, but Britt Baker Britt Baker is getting a push that she will never get in the WWE.
0: I don't know about that.
1: I, don't know. I do because I know you don't watch AEW. Did you see her and Tony Schiavone at the salon together?
0: See... It's sentences like that make me happy. I don't watch fucking AEW. What kind of shit is that at the it's, salon
1: together? Oh, so the storyline is that Britt Baker is this stuck-up piece of shit yes. bitch, you know what I mean? Like she's Boxer,
0: Britt Baker, yeah.
1: Yeah, and she lets everyone know she's a doctor and she's oh. the best. And and her and Tony Shivani have just such amazing chemistry together. And so she's been on the shelf with a knee injury up until recently. So they were coming up with these vignettes to keep her on TV because she's so good, right? So one of them was that her and Tony went to the spa together. And Tony Shavani, this guy's awesome, man. And like he's getting—he—they—they they took the scene out of the forty-year-old virgin where Tony Shavani got his chest waxed.
0: Well, oh, for fuck's
1: sake, dude, you gotta start watching some. Did,
0: did it's the. Did did the did the waxers start uh breaking
1: out into fucking song and dance too or it did not. I'll tell you what. Hey, listen, I'm gonna put this out here, okay? I watched GCW. <laughs> Alright? I watched something called a clusterfuck battle royal. It's so good though. I'm gonna tell you that it was not. <laughs> and it it was the worst thing. It was not good. But I watched it. You can watch a little bit of fucking AEW every now and then, all right? Ah, fine. But even on top of that, and I'm going to give you some heat right now. This is going back, guys. And I'm going to I'm gonna air some dirty laundry on the air right now between Mike and I. Because I've been drinking some Jack Daniels tonight. I'm fired up now. And you guys know what happens when I get the Jack Daniels in me, right? Mike and I did some pilot episodes of this show. You know where I'm going with this, Mike? No. We did four pilot episodes to test out to see if we liked each other enough to do this. Yeah. Mike liked me enough. I'm still, I'm still, the jury's still out for me on you, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I think I'm hilarious. Um, We did a show on the British Bulldogs. The top seven British Bulldogs. Holy fuck, are you still going on about this? I have a match that I have suggested that Mike needs to watch since last fucking March. February, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think it was February.
1: It was February when we did this. It was just pre-COVID. It is the British Bulldogs versus Joe and D. Malenko from All Japan Pro Wrestling. And you have not watched it. And I watched a fucking clusterfuck battle royal. <laughs> no, fuck you. You got to fuck you, all
0: right? <laughs> Are you done talking
1: about Tony Schiavone? You can watch him get his fucking chest waxed, all right?
0: Fantastic. All right. I, I I will say this. I will say this. If you would have told me five years ago that there was going to be a show out there where Tony Schiavone was a better commentator than Jim Ross, I would have told you to fuck yourself.
1: I'll tell you what. It's and the Jim greatest history of pro wrestling. Ask Tony Schiavone. He'll tell you. Jim it's- Ross needs to go away. I'm in the middle on it. I'm – yeah. Listen, JR is not what he was at the peak of JR, but he still does a pretty damn good job when he wants to. The problem is, like, when stuff like Chris Statlander comes out there, he doesn't have any time for it, and I don't blame him. Not a yeah. knock on Chris Statlander. He's He's for it.
0: Look What's at that? the shit he had time for in the Attitude Era. You're telling me that Chris Statlander is any fucking better than fucking. In the motherfucking uh, be- uh, beaver cleavage? Well, Chris Statlander... he over, but he won't put over a fucking talent like Chris Statlander? No, fun. I don't
1: buy that shit. But he does. He puts over her in-ring talent. But why is Chris Statlander Chris Statlander? They don't give us the background to work with it. So when this girl comes out and says I'm an alien in 2020, I mean, like, I, I don't disagree with him on stuff like I'm sorry, that. the last time
0: I checked it's his job. Be a fucking storyteller.
1: How do you tell a story about that? He gets why paid a lot is, of fucking did, Why is she like it? that? Give me some <laughs> background on the character. That's on AEW more you, than on Jim you
0: start Ross. Giving me, you start giving me JR's paycheck and I'll fucking figure it out.
1: How's that? I'm just saying what? I think that might be more on AEW than Jim Ross. Uh,
0: you might be right, but he's, just, I don't know. I've just not been impressed with his work. Now listen, uh, and and I, with AEW, uh, when he when he was doing the new japan stuff i wasn't impressed either
1: i was not either i i don't think he put the preparation into that that he should have
0: you know when when i'm watching uh, new japan and i'm like fuck does he Kevin sounds
1: like me, me. <laughs> trying to but, say the names
0: when i'm saying please put kevin kelly back on the screen i love kevin kelly me too but i shouldn't love him more than jr should i
1: you wanna know who I love on commentary on a totally unrelated topic is Don Callis. As you should. He's fucking the best, man. The credit oh, I, forgot. Oh, I forgot how good he was at calling matches.
0: I remember back in, in, in the late 90s when uh, the jackal used to jump on commentator uh, commentary when the truth commission was fucking going or whatever. And it was gold.
1: I'll tell you what. You give me Kevin Kelly and, and Don Callis calling Kenny Omega and Okada?
0: That's fucking...
1: I'll that, put it up there with any team. I'll put it up there with Gorilla and Bobby. 100%. Right.
0: Alright. All right. So, uh, Cole versus Dunn. Anything else?
1: <laughs> I love how we never talk about the matches. We just right? get sidebarred off. I don't have anything else on it. This match is it's fucking
0: great up. match. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. There's There's not a whole lot to talk about? It's just a really good fucking match.
1: You were at the um, Takeover your Toronto show, correct? Uh, SummerSlam pardon. weekend. Pardon me. Well, you you were at the Takeover Toronto show, SummerSlam weekend, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. So you got to see Pete Dunne live. Who did he think? Triple Threat: Valentine Dream, and Robert. Yeah. Match. Sure. Yeah. Yes, what I did you that. What did you think about Pete Dunne's presence uh, as a live performer? Because I thought he came across incredible live.
0: I think so too. I'm trying to remember. I I, I may have been drunk, but I I'm, I
1: uh. Oh, I blacked out on Summerslam after <laughs> halfway halfway through Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. I don't remember anything.
0: No, I, I I think I think he was uh. He he was he definitely had stage presence. I can say that much.
1: And Adam yep. Cole, man, what a superstar in that building. I actually met Adam Cole that,
0: that building. Year. Man, to hear the the crowd go nuts for that man. Is just insane, and then so I, when we were walking home, we were walking from the stadium from 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 the ACC to our car, and people, no matter where you go, all you had to do was yell Adam Cole, and you'd have fifteen fucking thirty five people all yell "Baby" down the street. It was amazing, and Adam and Adam Cole's got that fucking thing, man.
1: I met him that day, the day of the show, eh? Uh, yeah, you did a
0: um. What's it called? Uh, he, was doing
1: a, he was doing an autograph signing at the, Real, at the Real Sports Bar in front of the building. Mm. And I walked up to him and I said, listen, man. I go, you know how over you're going to be tonight, eh? And he just kind of smiled. You know what I mean? And I said, Johnny Gargano is one of my favorite wrestlers in wrestling right now. And I said, you're the only guy who's going to get me to cheer against him.
0: He got the biggest pop of that weekend. Yep, and I'm not, like that. Includes Summerslam.
1: His entrance between that boom spot and the Adam Cole yeah. baby spot—what a genius entrance!
0: I yeah, I I love that theme song. All right, man, that's
1: cool. All right, I'm down yeah, with that, are, I like uh, that. I like we're, that. I like that.
0: Go. Give me, give uh, me two. Jumping back to O2, and we're hitting the very first ever elimination chamber. Huh. I I wasn't sure how you were going to feel about this. I don't know how I feel about this either. I mean, it's a great match, isn't it? It's
1: it's good, yeah. It's it's, uh, it's good. Number two, good. I don't it's know. One of the best chambers. Uh, yeah. I I don't know how I feel about this, Mike. No I, you you've got me here. Talk to me, man. Talk to me.
0: I just think it. You know, it was so new. It was fresh. It was, and and even when you watch it, twenty years later, it because they they push how it's never been done before, and ne- you know, twenty years later, we've seen how many elimination chambers since then. You still watch that one, and it still has that new car smell to it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. And yes, new car smell. It, it, it's not that weird smell coming off of uh sean michael's poopy brown pants
1: <laughs> that took me a second to get
0: because he wore poopy brown pants tyler
1: yeah those tights and that haircut let's talk what about
0: haircut? what the fuck was that haircut oh
1: you know sean's tights weren't finished eh
0: yeah i know I, 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 he talked all about it on his uh la- on, on one of his dvds but uh, i guarantee at some some point during that night, Vince McMahon at least gave consideration to changing the finish. You mean- can't put the title on that guy. <laughs> what the
1: fuck's this guy doing?
0: Um, no, I, I just think it's a great match. Um, it was coming off a great, you know, the great story between him and Triple H. And, and then you involved the rest of the guys. You involved that monstrous fucking elimination chamber. It's a great title match it's a great match it's a great chamber match there's there's it's almost flawless for me personally
1: yeah okay um I don't know man I know it's a great match I like the concept of it I'm not a huge elimination chamber guy so that might be why I'm on the fence on it okay okay so
0: here's my question do you do you just put it lower or do you not think it belongs on the list at all?
1: Um, I, I'm thinking of a match off the top of my head that I think should be on there ahead of it that I know you're not going to have on it. Okay. We'll uh,
0: talk about all of the animal mentions, but
1: I, like, if I were to have this match on my list, it would have been a lot higher than number two. I, I thought other than like, I, I don't, re- I just don't remember a lot about this match that makes it stand out for me. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I know, and, and you know the back story, like Triple H gets his larynx crushed, which that's an incredible story. Let, 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 yeah. let, let's not take away from that. But when you're watching that match, you have no fucking idea that that's happening, right? That's true, yeah. Uh, All right,
0: I, well, um, that's just me, man. Uh, maybe go back and revisit it one day.
1: I you know what that is one that I will I will put on my uh, I'll watch it when you watch uh, the Bulldogs against the Malenkos, okay? Wow. And you while see?
0: you're at it, you might as well just watch the whole show. Cuz that entire Survivor I love that.
1: It's one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. You know what? I'm going to put it out here. 2002, you get this Survivor Series, which is one of the best of all time. Then you get this SummerSlam 2002, which is one of the best <laughs> SummerSlams of all time. It was
0: a great year for WWE.
1: But then we got WrestleMania 18 that I was at. Come on,
0: it was a great year for WrestleMania 18, or for uh, for for WWE. It really? Yeah, was
1: but great. but like, come on. I want WrestleMania 19 instead.
0: Okay, but I I hate that. Here's my. We've discussed this before. People don't get 18 enough credit because it's wedged in between the two greatest WrestleManias ever. Do you, know
1: why, you know why people don't give 18 enough credit? Because um, we're wedged in
0: between the two greatest WrestleManias.
1: No, man. It's a one-match show. Mm-mm. Come on. Uh, no, you know it's not. Kurt Angle I, and Kane, you remember that fuck one?
0: That, t- fuck that. Taker Triple H was awesome.
1: Sorry, don't Taker, Taker and Ric yeah, Flair. Taker yeah, and Ric Flair a right, match. It was a great match, and so was Triple H and Jericho. But that's it, man. The rest of the card sucked. I was there in the ninth row. DVp pushed me.
0: <laughs>
1: Fucker. I still do his yoga, though. We need to have a top seven
0: list of uh, uh, the things that wrestlers have done to traumatize you.
1: Oh, fuck, man. Paul Bear. i pushing you and Paul Bearer. Why do you think it? I haven't watched that Paul Bear documentary yet? <laughs>
0: um, speaking of which, uh, um, we need – I was supposed to have uh, a friend of the show, Adam Colton, on the show last week, and it just didn't happen because of stupid shit. But uh, very, very soon, we need to pull on Adam Colton on the show, and I'm going to force him to tell you a story. And, Adam, I know you're listening – all I'm going to say is I'm going to make you tell the Maven story right here on counted out.
1: I can tell you a Maven story right now if
0: you want oh, one. Uh, you have a Maven story? Oh my god, yeah. All right, very quick Maven story before the number 1.
1: Yeah, cuz we're still we still got enough time before we drag on over where we want to hit. So, uh it was the night after Steve Austin's return to the WWE at the No Way Out pay-per-view. Myself yeah. uh myself friend of the show uh garrett and friend of the show who's been on the show host of the ginger and dutch podcast mr kerr
0: mr kerr Uh,
1: the ginger who definitely got into a few of the uh the brewskis before the show started we were second row on the floor for this show right beside the entrance ramp uh, and I've showed you the picture that I've taken where, where Textbook and Tyson Duke actually... Textbook and Tornado had a dark match, and I lost my mind. I and thought I you had, said
0: Textbook and, uh, and Tyson
1: Duke. Like, I corrected myself, <laughs> asshole. Either way, Maven was working Sunday Night Heat. And for some reason, Mr. Ginger Kerr did not have any time for Maven. <laughs> and he literally leaned over the railing. He almost had his fucking middle finger right in Maven's face. (laughs) Fuck you, Maven, you piece of shit. Fuck you. And Maven blew him a kiss. (laughs) Like, maybe he didn't know what to do. Later in the show, when he did the same thing to Randy Orton, Randy Orton gave him the jerk me sign. And he jerked his dick right at him. (laughs) Kirk caused a scene that night. Before the show started, I, this is a true story. I swear to God on my life. I swear on my love for v- my, my girlfriend, Victoria, and Lucy the Cat. This is a true story. We were on the floor, but Kerr found, and I don't know how Kerr found this person because he's fucking blind as a bat, but he found his buddy sitting in the 100 level of the Eric Canada Center. So he, he walked up, and he went, and he was talking to his friend, and he wanted to show his friend how good our seats were, right? So, you know, it's kind of quiet. There's that buzz in the air before the show starts, right? So he's on one end of the 100 level, and then there's, there's the entrance ramp, and then there's, like, the other side of the arena, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So he's on, he's on the one side of the arena, and he's going, Tyler, stand up and wave to me. I can't see where you are. I want to show our seats. And I can hear him. So I wave at him, and he points. And then he decides to yell out the catchphrase, Big Papa Pump is your hookup. Holler if you hear me. And on the other side of the arena, these people had a bed sheet that basically said, like, fuck you, Scott Steiner. And yeah. the whole other side of the arena booed Kerr out of the fucking building.
0: That's so fucking funny.
1: He's so fucking loud and drunk that he carried, <laughs> he carried across the whole Air Canada Center and got booed out of the building. It's one of my favorite live moments.
0: I think I need to go drinking with Kerr.
1: Kerr, I'll tell you what. We used to call him the wild man back in the day, man. Uh, uh, Kerr Intensity, we called it. That, that was the name for it.
0: That's hilarious.
1: Speaking of some intensity, we're all on pins and needles, Mike. Lay me your number. Intensity,
0: That that's a good word for this because this match... As intense as it was in the ring, it was more intense out of the ring. Of can, I course, take a,
1: can I take a guess? Of course. Is it from uh, Survivor Series 2000, William Regal versus Hardcore Holly for the European Championship?
0: I actually did watch that match.
1: <laughs> oh, you idiot. That's like watching ww well, 2000.
0: Right? <laughs> On paper, I thought it was going to be good. I'm like, oh, this might be worth watching. Yeah, that was one of the ones where I was just like, fuck off. Why did I waste my time? Um, I, I think it's quite obvious we're going to 1997 and talking about the Montreal
1: job. Yeah, this has to be number one, right?
0: And it has nothing to do with the Montreal screwdriver. And that's the thing. This match is awesome. overshadowed by the controversy. If you take away that finish... That match was phenomenal.
1: Man, the post the the pre-match brawl, the in ring, this the crowd intensity, this match is fucking great.
0: Everything about the match. And that and and maybe maybe that's why I separated their ninety seven match and their ninety two match so much because it is just so much better than that match. Fair, fair. I mean, there's a reason why when I first said Brett versus Sean, you didn't even question me which one it was. You right away, you just said 92. 100%. You know what I mean? You knew that there was no fucking way I was putting 97 at number seven.
1: Yeah, no. And I, and you know, obviously, the, this is one of the, I would say this is the, the most historic wrestling match of all time next to Hogan and Andre, maybe, from Saturday Night's main event, at least in WWE history.
0: Yes, but for the right reasons?
1: No, not for the right reasons. No. It's, it's just one of the most biggest matches of all time.
0: The most controversial match in wrestling history, to the point where I'm going to say, man, yesterday a buddy of mine, who uh, who knows nothing at all about wrestling, texted me, because he got he saw an article come up on his Facebook uh, about the 23rd anniversary of the screw job, and he goes, what's the story behind this? Oh, fuck. So I fucking told him the whole story. And even he was like, holy shit. Just so send like, a
1: link to dark side of the ring.
0: I, that's exactly what I did.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he's going
0: to start watching dark side of the ring this week. Um, but, uh, it, 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 he and I have a, have a very interesting relationship. He is a massive, massive, massive wrestling f- or uh, football fan.
1: Oh, good for him.
0: Uh, it's, uh oh you you'd like this guy one of these days uh i'll introduce you to my buddy um uh he's the a he's a, not a
1: Steelers fan.
0: No, he's a Rams fan.
1: I, I can live with the Rams.
0: He uh but he he lives fucking football. So whenever I have a question about football I ask him. And if he has a question about wrestling he asks me. It's a it's a good uh it's a good back and forth. And uh the the thing that brought us together was we'd watch XFL games together.
1: Well, that's almost football.
0: So fuck you, man. The XFL was great. This year's XFL, I mean. Not but Um and and our hate for Pat McAfee. We both hate Pat McAfee so fuck. I
1: love missing Pat McAfee. <laughs>
0: uh okay, let's get back to fucking uh job. People who don't even watch wrestling know what the screw job is. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you know what? Like, especially let's be fair. if
0: you live in Montreal. If you live in Montreal, if you know what the Bell Center is, you know that something real fucking bad happened there.
1: The Bell Center is awesome in general. That the electricity in that building—I saw UFC uh, beat Matt Sarah there. Have you ever been there? Yeah, I saw. I've been there th- uh, three times. I saw three UFC events there.
0: Okay. I have seen the most wrestling, Mac, the most wrestling events I've ever
1: events in the Bell Center. The, one of my top sporting events I've ever been to, because I've been to a lot, was GSP Matt Sarah in the Bell Center.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. Oof, what, a, what an electric hour. And,
0: and not only wrestling, man. I have been to no less than 12 concerts in the, in the Bell Center. For those who don't know, I, I lived in Montreal for five years. So don't think I'm crazy and fucking uh, traveling all the time, but I, I've seen I've seen no less than uh, I said twelve. That that's bullshit. I've seen at least twenty concerts in the Bell Center. I've seen no less than uh, ten hockey games in the Bell Center, and no matter what, man, the electricity doesn't matter if you're watching wrestling, hockey, music. It doesn't matter. The electricity in that building is unfucking matched. So, I would say the Bell Center is our Madison Square Garden.
1: Right, I cannot agree with you more on that, man. Absolutely. Um, and let, you know what? Let's take all the bullshit politics out of the way here, because we all know we don't need to sit here and rehash the Montreal screw job. If you're listening to this podcast, you fucking know what happened. Let's talk about the match itself. Exactly. This match was fucking great. Uh, I Bill, don't agree with Bill your friends, the it. The
0: match was great because they. They blurred the lines between kayfabe and real life. Sean was at the top of his game heel-wise, let's be honest. Like, he was the biggest heel in wrestling. Everybody hated Shawn Michaels.
1: Yep. Well, the guy was dry-humping the Canadian flag. I wanted to beat the shit out of him. I was in grade 8. And let's,
0: and And let's talk about this. As Canadians, can you remember a cooler time ever in wrestling. I never before and never since has the wrestling world been so divided between, you know, a man has never been a heel in one country and a face in another.
1: It's my favorite time period in wrestling history. Next to the four horsemen in the early eighties, no, the late eighties.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 97 is so great because the, the, it hasn't quite turned to the Attitude Era, so we haven't gotten full fucking Dirty Sanchez yet. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sure
0: hasn't that. gone. We, we like we had no one's given birth to a hand yet. Um, but it's but it's still it, it's becoming edgy. It's becoming cool. Um, Ninety seven is probably the greatest year in wrestling.
1: Uh, it's up there for sure man 97 yeah. and 87 and 89 are all up there for me i want to go a little bit of full circle here before we get into your honorable mentions the survivor series 1997 is what uh, jay and tyrome actually booked for the inaugural episode of good friends better enemies so if you want to hear a very unique twist on the main event which i can't decide if i absolutely love or absolutely think that Tyrone is on drugs i haven't decided yet <laughs> Check out the Good Friends Better podcast on our YouTube page at Countdown uh, Seven. For,
0: the, friend of the show, Rob has a very strong opinion on which one he uh, feels. Yeah, it's,
1: uh, I, I love, I love the creativity of it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm on the fence on it. I can't tell if I love or hate it. You guys leave some comments on that and, and let us know what you think, because it's it's definitely out there. But I, it's so fucking smart. But it's so different. And I love it, and I hate it, and I love it, and I don't know. And that's what I love about their show, man. They get my brain working like that.
0: Now, after, with the le- with the legacy of this match, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, let me ask you something. What was your feelings a year later with the finish of the main event of 98 with Rock versus Mankind?
1: I'm- At the... I loved it because it was the first time they did it, and it made sense. And every other time that they've done it since then can fuck off.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Right? Maybe it was a little... I. Listen. No, you know what? It wasn't more confusing. I think it was perfect. If doing it in 98 made sense. If And then, and because of who Vince McMahon was and where the character was.
1: Absolutely. If they did it at any other time in any other place, it would have been stupid. It wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. What a great way to turn the rock heel. What a great way for Vince to be a fucking dick. And at the time, everyone was in the WWE was like, fuck you, Bret Hart, anyways. So, like, what a way to be like, fuck you, Bret Hart. You know what I mean?
0: That's a great way to start my Animal Mentions because that match almost made my list.
1: Well, let me tell you though, before you get into Animal Mentions, I think you gotta talk about the history of Brett and Sean at the Survivor series in general.
0: I think just, just the fact that we you and I were discussing this the other day. They already have this great history, right? Going all the way back
1: to so the it, it goes back to 89. They were on the same team in eighty nine and the and the tag team uh, survivors but,
0: but not even not even talking about like let's 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 leave survivors here's the side for one second Sean and Brett, they have been neck and
1: neck their entire career who who do you who's better mike in the end I'm putting you on the spot their careers oh. are both done now there there's
0: no spot
1: it, is will and always
0: it was is and will always be Shawn Michaels.
1: Yeah, you know what? Like I, you guys all oh, know I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Bret Hart guy, but I I think if Shawn Michaels.
0: Me, if you want to ask me who's the better scientific wrestler of the two, I'll give it to I'll give it to Bret.
1: No complete it, package, man, and and I don't think you're wrong package. Is Shawn Michaels the greatest wrestler of all time? Like complete that
0: package. Is that one is a little difficult, okay? That it's it's a little difficult. But yes.
1: <laughs> right? Like if you if you're looking at a full body of work from yeah. start to finish, from the Rockers to the midnight Ooh. rockers in the AWA to his singles runs to his promos to his markability to
0: <sighs> one other man who could come in, okay. He has a he has this great tag team career, right? Yeah. Then he has this great mid-card career, right? Yeah. yep. Then he has a phenomenal main event career. And then he goes away. Then he comes back and has the best career ever. Who the fuck does that?
1: Man, I think Shawn Michaels might be the greatest of all time.
0: Shawn, Shawn Michaels is the greatest of all time.
1: Like, just take a look at his body of work. And you know, yeah, you want to dig at this, that, the other, but uh, Rick Flair
0: himself will call Shawn Michaels the greatest of all time. I mean, that says something.
1: He's not wrong, you know, he's not wrong.
0: And and, and I'm going to be honest with you, man. I fucking, I texted you this the other day because I was, I was getting so angry. Brett, I love him. Okay, I hate him, but I love him. Yeah. He's one of the greatest wrestlers in history. Okay? But fuck does that man shit the bed on promos.
1: Uh, man, the you know only
0: what? The that man could cut a promo was in 1997.
1: From No, from 96 onward, he got real good. 96, oh 97, God. he was great. He had that great promo at Survivor Series where, in Madison Square Garden where he said, it's not a church, but it's holy ground.
0: Yes, that's great.
1: And he had another good line around that time where he goes, "I'm not greedy for money; I'm greedy for respect." And I like both those but, lines.
0: But then you go back to '92, and he says, uh, "I I think that uh, Thanksgiving is a very is one of the most special times to to give thanks."
1: Yeah, he had some troubles, man. But he but you know what? Oh, he's always admitted that too.
0: Uh, it's just painful, and, so, and you know times like that, you're like. I know why they put Anvil with Owen but maybe Anvil probably should have stuck with Brett at that point. It well, has to do with bro.
1: You know, like we just talked about. Let's let's get back to to Sean and Brett though. Let's look at their Survivor Series history. They yeah. teamed up in 89. Uh they were 92 they fought each other, right? Yeah. Uh in and, 80 in 89, the Anvil teamed up with Sean on the Warriors team, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, in and
0: then, what, was it 93?
1: 92, they fought each other. 93, uh, Ninety three. Sean had the Knights against the Hart family.
0: Which is the start of the Owen versus Brett feud.
1: 94, Owen and Sean were on the same Survivor Series team together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: 95, which this match should have been on your list, Brett and Diesel fought each other, who was Sean's bodyguard at one time. And then 97... Yeah, they're,
0: uh, you know, f- fuck, forget Mr. Wrestlemania. You want to have the greatest Wrestlemania tandem of all time, then you're looking at those two guys. Yeah. I don't... They, they they sure still have a history at that pay-per-view, right? And, think... for, it, and for it to go out the way it did is just kind of epic. By
1: Wrestlemania, meant Survivor Series, right?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I don't. I am uh, officially, let me count my bottles. I am seven Groshes deep.
1: Oh, good for you. You're getting Survivor Series numbers, eh? I'm uh, I'm four stiff Jack Daniels deep right now, so I yeah. better start bringing this bad boy home. I got to tell you, Mike, there, there are three matches that I thought were going to be on your list. Okay. One of them I get being an honorable mention. One of them, there's no excuse for not being on your list. And one of them we can talk about okay
0: so what would you like to do here do you want to tell me your gripes or do you want me to go through my animal mentions and get really pissed off when when
1: well no, i'm when, gonna tell you my gripes i want to tell you my gripes <laughs> all right i don't care what you say batista versus the undertaker hell in the cell should have been on your list
0: i don't i don't agree i watched it yeah, today. i know you don't agree it wasn't on your list no i it's Dude, it's barely an a honorable mention. Dude, it's
1: these not, guys the it's not great. even
0: it's not even my top five. Hell in the cells.
1: Nah, you're out of your mind. These guys are great. Nah. It, yes,
0: it's it, they are great, but they both had better matches. I don't know. No, I, awesome. I, I, I can't agree with you. I won, awesome. it was on it was on my list of matches, that I'm like, oh yeah, this'll this'll for sure be on. And then I watched it, and I'm like, hmm, no. No, no, it's not. It, I was, love the same that. Thing, uh, it was the same thing with uh, Cena Jericho.
1: Yeah, I, I get Cena Jericho not being on there, because Cena came back and kind of squashed him a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, Bretton Diesel from 95, I don't know how that didn't make your list either. Bretton
0: Bret Diesel was fighting with Bretton Shawn 92 for my number seven.
1: And the other one, and this is just a guilty pleasure match. I get how it didn't make your list. And I think you and I, I think you know where I'm going with this. It's Christian and Al Snow, man. Wilson? Wilson? Wilson. Um, 2001, right?
0: Christian and Al Snow was definitely, definitely on my my honorable mentions. I really enjoyed that match. I did.
1: Uh, But no,
0: (laughs) it's just not there.
1: It can't make the top seven, but that match was fucking awesome. Okay, so uh, just a little bit of technical difficulty there of me having to run to the washroom before I almost peed my pants.
0: I told you. I told you to say technical difficulty so you didn't have to admit (laughs) that you went to piss. I gave you an out here. (laughs) This is is awkward. Listen, I'm real with our viewers, man. This is how I am. Here, hold hold on, hold on. You gave me... Time though, while you piss to go grab this. So oh,
1: hold on. There you go. That is go. number oh, eight. Another one. We're getting wild tonight. Am Mike right? and I are reunited and we feel good about it.
0: Mojito me- Mike is dead for now. Uh, um, instead of Mike Walsh, I am now Mike Grosh.
1: <laughs> I like that too. I like that too. Ooh. And uh, all right, buddy. Let's get back into the swing of things here. I, I, right, I'm well, feeling good. 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 I'm relieved. Give me your honorable me, mentions. Me your honorable mentions. You, you take over here. All right. I'm going to start off with a
0: real guilty pleasure because I wanted so bad to put this on my list. I just couldn't because you'll know what. But it's such a fun match. We're going to 1993. Okay. And it's the Rock and Roll Express versus the Heavenly Bodies for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Championship. I'm down. I'm down with this. It's such a good match, dude.
1: Yeah, I love really every that
0: match, and it, it just didn't, you know, it, it just can't be in the top seven. But it, it's so good.
1: You know what? I I have two fond memories of this match: is uh, the interaction between Gorilla and Bobby in between changing the commentators, because mm-hmm. it's right before Bobby left the company. I think he left right the next right. night, actually. Yeah, like right And uh, and they did that spot with the um, where they did like the roll, roll, roll your boat. Stretch your dick out spot
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want somebody to fucking name a move
1: the row roll roll your boat, stretch your dick away
0: yeah. uh, uh, that's fantastic
1: I'm down yeah, so that's,
0: that's my first guilty pleasure uh not even guilty pleasure. That's my first match that I really really wish was on the list. um the second match remember when I told you that up until you rem- reminded me of the Trish versus uh, Victoria match, yeah. I had only one female match in consideration. Yeah, and that was? From 2000, Lita versus Ivory.
1: Is this where Lita gets busted open? Yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. The match is, not, the match is only like five minutes long, but fuck is it good yeah yeah i'm down i'm down with that and and lita lita fucking gets busted I'm pretty sure she gets busted the hard way and she bleeds fucking bad yeah she does. but she, that's yeah. not the only reason i like the match the match is just good and you know if we're gonna talk about some of the best wrestlers of that you know era
1: we got to talk about ivory right 100 percent, man i loved ivory um, Lita, Lita got busted open. She did a tilt-a-whirl head scissor, and on the bump, on the flip over, Ivory's heel hit her in the face. That's what happened. That's right. Can I, can I put one out there? I got one. Of course. Uh, triple threat match. Sean, Triple H, and John Cena. That's on here, yeah. I just, just alone for the opening spot of the match. Remind
0: me of the opening spot.
1: The opening spot of the match is the bell rings. All three guys are standing there. Both Sean and Triple H are beside each other because. Because Sean and
0: Triple H were both were doing the new DX thing at the angle,
1: right? Yeah. So they're standing beside each other looking at Cena like, we're going to fuck you up. And the bell rings. And from out of nowhere, Sean just lays out oh, Triple H like, with that's the two right. like, Fucking awesome spot. And, uh, the, and
0: we already and, and, uh, talked about Booker versus uh, Benoit.
1: Yeah, can I, can I go one more just because it goes hand-in-hand hand with that? Of course. Same pay-per-view, uh, Taker, Jericho, and Big Show, just for the I'm-from-Winnipeg-you-idiot spot.
0: Okay. Yeah, that match didn't make my list, but okay. Well, no, the
1: match itself, whatever, but I'm just putting yeah. it out there for the I'm-from-Winnipeg-you-idiot spot.
0: Um, going back to 2000, uh, Angle versus Taker.
1: Yeah, yeah. Match.
0: match. Uh, this is just for you. 2001 Edge versus Test.
1: No, this match is great. Did you rewatch it?
0: Yes, of course I did.
1: What do you and think? You're uh-huh.
0: right. This match, I was ready to skip. I looked on paper. I'm like, nah. Yeah, you pulled a me. I did, and I'm so happy that you told me. No, do you need to watch this match? I wish. I, I wish I watched this first instead <laughs> instead of Bob Holly versus Stephen Regal. But
1: you know, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs>
0: Um, fuck, I there's a bunch I missed on here. I, there was a fucking Christian versus somebody match. Show oh, that, Benjamin, that's it. Thank you very much. I got much.
1: you. I got you.
0: For some reason, I didn't write it down. Um, 1997 Owen versus Austin,
1: yeah, short match, but to the it was good.
0: It, it, it was all right. And the only reason they can't even come close to making the list, it was such a shit show. But they told a great story. I just don't understand why Furnace and Lafon were fucking involved.
1: <laughs> I just, they were fake Heart Foundation members at that point.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: know. Someone had to take um, it. Brett and Diesel,
0: of course. Yeah. 1996, Sean versus Sid. Yeah, great match. And uh, last one. Oh, no, sorry, there's two more um brett versus backland
1: yeah thank you owen hart man what an mvp this
0: match was originally my number six and okay. unfortunately got pushed off
1: i but, remember the match being kind of slow but i remember well, okay, that's the awesome. thing
0: i only remembered the story and the finish the match itself was meh yeah But the involvement of the whole heart found uh, the whole heart family, uh, Bulldog's acting was fantastic, Owen's acting was fantastic, Martha's involvement was amazing. It was really good. You got one Uh, more, you said? What's that? You got one more, you said? I got one more. Uh, I'm trying to remember the year all of a sudden. Oh, it's 2002 again, of course. The Triple Threat uh, Tag Team
1: Championship match. Yeah, yeah, great match. Great match. Really good. I've got uh I've got one more and I, I can't remember the year uh but uh oh, it was 2012. I'm going uh CM Punk versus Alberto Del Rio. No, okay. And uh, uh just for everything Howard Finkel uh, that was the best part of the whole match. <laughs> and and you could um, you could go the debut of the shield as well uh the triple yeah. threat. Funk and Cena yeah. and uh, Ryback, but th- those are more moments than matches, right? Exactly. Can I, before we wrap
0: this fucking thing up, can I do a dishonorable mention?
1: <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
0: I have a match that I fucking loved.
1: Bob Hawley versus <laughs> William Regal, I get it.
0: <laughs> but the finish <laughs> was so bad, was so just nonsensical, that it made the whole match suck for me, and off the top of my head, I'm forgetting the year, but it was uh, it was a cage match between the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys.
1: 2001 Alliance. Uh, the that was the end of the Alliance pay per view.
0: Right. Um, the match itself was fantastic, but then things start stopped making sense fucking so all of a sudden matt gets out like they're halfway there jeff just needs to get out but then they fucking pin matt they 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 pin jeff and they win so how come both guys have to get out but they only have to pin one guy none of that shit makes sense i hate when people fuck with the rules of a cage match yeah As as i'm concerned a cage match should be over the top or through the door there should never be pins and submissions in a fucking
1: cage match. See, I'm the opposite way. I don't think there should ever be escape from a cage match. I think it should only be pins and submissions. What? Yeah, fuck it, man. You're trapped in there. So Why? So Why? You, so That's that cool the hell of a, a cell match, sir. No, I don't. No, listen. You're going to get put in a cage. It's to keep people out and it's to keep you in. It's to blow off a feud. I, I'm the opposite uh, way, I man. Like you, you give me, me Magnum and Tully. I'll take Magnum and Tully any day over uh, an escape the rules cage match.
0: Magnum and Tully is the best cage match of all time, so I'm having a hard time arguing.
1: That's <laughs> why I picked it. The, the one thing, though, I will spin a positive on this before we take it home is uh, the finish where Jeff Hardy climbed the cage and did the swan tom instead of exiting the cage. I
0: was so it, stupid.
1: And it, 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 it did lead to a Matt Hardy uh, turning yes. on Jeff and them having a match, at least. Yes. So at least um, they made sense of it. Like, fuck you, Jeff Hardy, you glory hound, doing the high spot, win the belts. Yeah. Save our jobs that are on the line because we don't know who's going to win.
0: Um, I got to go rewatch that whole pay-per-view. I don't give the Invasion storyline enough credit I remember no. it's
1: It's it so, is shit. Do so not do not do not think anything more of it other than it was shit. Uh was it
0: it was
1: ask any person that likes wrestling.
0: I need to go back and make a
1: new opinion. No, you don't <laughs> listen if you just go back and watch WCW two thousand.
0: And they tried so hard to make a test a star during this
1: he should have been, man. I like Test.
0: I like Test too, but he was never going to be a main eventer.
1: All right. If we're talking about Test and, and stars and main eventing, I think that's time to go home.
0: <laughs> You're absolutely right. Brother, what are we doing next week?
1: Next week, well, you're supposed to tell me what I'm doing next week. Kayfabe is broken tonight. Yeah, we're but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, But you already, you already uh, buried the lead in the top of the show. So I'm. Just well, I'm,
1: I'm going back to back, man. Because next week, uh, for our actual podcast, I'm doing the top seven Undertaker Survivor Series matches of all time, okay. and then uh, right after that, the following Sunday, man, we're going live, baby. Instagram at counted out seven top seven Survivor Series teams of all time, and then.
0: I'm going to guest host on Good Friends Better Enemies and we're going to uh, rebook Survivor Series 1990 so that the gobbledygooker was actually the Undertaker.
1: (laughs) Old Egghead? Old Egghead. I'm sure... And and,
0: and Hector Guerrero was the secret member of uh, Ted DiBiase's team.
1: I'm sure that would have went over like a fart in church, man. (laughs)
0: All right, man. I think that's it. I think we've bored the people enough. I, uh, we should probably stop drinking during these things. Um, you know,
1: I'll the, viewers, the viewers,
0: okay? Not including the live show. Can I yeah. outdo myself
1: this year, Mike? Please don't outdo yourself. I to...
0: drank twenty Coronas at SummerSlam. I am challenging myself to do better at Survivor Series.
1: I am challenging you to at least drink. If you're gonna drink more, like do ten during the live show, and then another twenty after.
0: I mean, that's about what I did last time. I drank about twelve or twelve or fourteen during the live show. And we'll I'm just
1: resident. blame it. We'll just blame it on the heat where the rails went off. On the Did live show, guys, by the way, we're... about to clean the dog shit.
0: I know. I stepped in it. through my yard beforehand. Yeah, I stepped in so it. So the humans were getting to us.
1: Buddy, we were sitting in a smelly dog shit backyard, sweating our balls off, pounding booze to save our life. It's true. Um, but this time, it's November. Yeah. So we're either going to be outside freezing our balls off, or we're going to be in separate houses. We haven't decided yet. Either way, it's going to be fucking awesome. Or,
0: or we will be... You know, in one of our houses, fucking eight feet apart. Yeah, we'll go with that.
1: Yeah. K-fave, right? We'll see. Shoot, Is that a shooter or worked eight feet?
0: No, no, that'll have to be a shooter or else we'll get in trouble.
1: Yeah, but well, we can K-fave that a little bit, right? Well, we K-faved
0: last time. <laughs> I can always say that because I know my wife doesn't listen to the show. That's exactly
1: why I'm saying it. Take us home, buddy. We're rambling.
0: We are rambling. But uh please... Continue to listen. Thank you very much for the uh, patience you've had with us. Uh, it's been a tumultuous few weeks, but we are back. We are back. We are back. I promise you. Uh, thank you very much for, uh, for listening. Uh, keep listening to Jay and Tyrone on the uh, Good Friends Better Enemy show. You can find that out every week on uh, YouTube. And we're going to keep going on that. And uh, keep looking at our YouTube because we're going to have more shit coming. Um, Counted Out is going to have more of a presence on YouTube uh then you have their show we're going to have more watch alongs and um who knows uh 2021 might give a lot more stuff but i'm not telling you anything
1: cuz we don't know but well, maybe and and like, you have right to tell me you should tell me first <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: we we have ideas
1: ideas that's, that's what... probably not a good thing we shouldn't think we can't even fucking wrap up the show and we're trying to think that's of right. ideas.
0: Oh, well, this is my way of thanking the people, sir.
1: That's fair. We love our we love the counted Out
0: And um We love all our listeners. We uh uh Rob, thanks for listening. Uh do we have any more listeners?
1: No, it's but it. it's just Rob. Rob there's Rob did I about 60 times I a week. I think
0: there's one that I want to bang in the bum. That's just me seeing if one. We'll- you leave my Danny Franchise
1: and... out of this, man.
0: Ah, thank you very much. Thank Danny Franchise all. doesn't listen to this fucking
1: show. Because Danny Franchise is going to fuck it all up if we don't stop now.
0: I am. <laughs> We're taking this home. I love you all. Thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, on behalf of Survivor Series, we've been counted out.
1: Cheers.